Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. Today, I sat down with a returning guest. Her name is Tally. You may have remembered her from season one. She is my first guest, and we talked about her experience in a mental hospital. Today, we will be talking about her experience being a Christian while living with BPD. Some of the topics include problems in the church in regards to the mental health conversation, the stigma surrounding medicine, and the therapy she uses to cope with her BPD. Enjoy! Hey y'all, welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine, and today we have a returning guest from season one. Her name is Tally. If you remember her, she was my first guest. We talked about her experience going into um, into the mental health hospital. I also believe, did we talk about health insurance? I think we did a little bit, yeah. I think you were the guest that I talked about it with, or maybe that was somebody else. I don't know. But I have a lot of updates on that. <laughs> we want to throw <laughs> that in there today. Um, how messed up the U.S. is. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about her experiencing um, living with mental illness while being an active Christian. So um, so let me first open up the floor with you. Um, and let's start with, I mean, the question is, usually, usually I like to say like how long of this, but I'm assuming were you, I mean, then again, actually, it's, a, it's actually a good, actually, it's a valid question. How long have you been a Christian? Um, so I've grown up Christian my whole life. Um, I remember when I was about five or six, um, my parents asked me if I wanted to give my life to Jesus. And I didn't fully understand it at the time, but I said, yeah, sure. And so they prayed with me and that was that. But, you know, um, growing up in the church, you kind of waver a little bit. So I had my moments where I left and then came back and left and came back. Um, But I think being as active as like I kind of am now probably since about 17 ish okay yeah so okay so around six yeah from from well for me I'm well I'm Catholic and I've just been baptized and I didn't really have a I didn't really get asked that question it was just kind of like it is what it is this is it um okay yeah so there is definitely a huge like taboo in like the in the church and I I know you know a lot of questions Christians and they tell me literally the same thing I've had people I know that literally have left their church um, because of that and they felt like they're judged or they're just it's just not a good vibe and it's very toxic for their mental health um, so if you want to just talk like if you want to just first start talking about your experience in the church while you know living with mental illness like do you talk like is it like like what do you feel like that that negative energy or feeling judged like are you open about it I guess like when you're in your church setting like you just tell me a little bit more of a background on that sure um yeah there are definite moments where I do feel um judged my church personally is actually pretty good um they they're kind of slogan I guess if you can even say it that way um is like come as you are um So they're very open and very accepting of it. And they're actually the only church that I've ever gone to that has been like that. Um, and uh, so that that's, it's great. Um, but, you know, there are people in the older generation usually who are more judgmental about um, taking medication for mental illness and stuff like that. Um, 
And they're usually the ones who are saying things like, oh, you just need to trust God more and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of like shaming uh, statements. Yeah. But I've actually been able to speak to my church a few times about my struggles. Like when I was, when I was about 17, before I was um, baptized, uh, they had me give my testimony from the church, which was, it was a huge church at the time. Um, and maybe not huge. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> not the point, but uh, it was nerve wracking regardless. And um, I was met um, in a very welcoming way um, with that. No one was really judgmental. Um, it was It was really good. But uh, yeah, I definitely have had my fair share of judgments, but. Yeah, and let's talk about, I mean, it's typically is the older generation that yeah. does look down like uh, with medication and such. I mean, typically, I like, guess like the boomer generation. Um, but no, I, I honestly like really hate when they say, don't go and to like doctors and take care of mental health, just trust God. It's like, you know, I just feel like, religion and faith is just so different from like your emotional health. Like they wouldn't say, don't take your medicine for, um, I don't know, like some type of physical illness, trust God, you know, like, it's just, I, it's just like, it all goes back where people just can't see it. And people also mm -hmm. like, can you agree that someone who struggles with mental health that you can, I feel like there's a way you can like really kind of feel it and like how you feel inside your head so but like people outside can't can't see it so that's why people are thinking like oh it's not real well if someone was physically I feel like the only way that people can physically see that mental health is like physical health is when people get to the point where like they're depressed and they're not eating or their anxiety is like kind of like really like um taking a toll on their body like that's when right. it gets to like to that point where people are going to need that medication because um, I mean, well, my personal experience medication, I'm right now, I'm currently off my medication for um, a couple of reasons. I mean, they're not, they're not bad. They're, they're not bad reasons. I'm, I'm happier now, but um, I just truly really feel like medication is so important if your mental health is like gotten really, really bad, because I just feel like there's just like different stages of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just like any other illness. And I can really go really deep into that. You know, like, I feel like I'm going to just like, give an example here. My grandmother, um, she, um, well, she passed away. So I her soul. Um, she has very severe depression. And she was always known as like, the cranky old lady that no one wants to talk to. But people mm. don't know that the way that she got there is that she never took care of her mental health. So that is mental health at its like severe stages versus like someone who is having like a bad day or something like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like completely different mm -hmm. stages. And when she did go on medication, she was feeling better. But then of course she felt that she was getting better. She went off it. That's a whole nother story. But it's just, I just, I get, I do like get so angry when, when people refuse to take medic. if they're like, if I know, I know, I know some people who are just, their mental health is super, super bad, 
and like they need help and you can tell they need help, but they're, they're just putting all of their energy as just praying every day. Right. And that's just, I don't like, it's good. It's definitely a, a piece of it to, you know, have that connection. Um, you know, but in regards to like physical, I mean, I, I yeah, so I, that can be like a whole other thing, but let's go more before I, I go on a, on a tangent, like I usually do. Um, I don't, I don't think I knew you had, and maybe you did tell me that you had PPD or maybe I just like saw it on Instagram. I don't even know. So want to like talk, we want to like kind of dive into that of when you knew you had that and like your experience. Right. Um, so I actually didn't know I had it for a long time. Um, I went, uh, I went into the hospital, um, maybe a few you did times tell for... me and maybe it was in the other episode. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I probably should have listened to it. So I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> it was a while ago. We did that episode like yeah. over a year ago. Yeah. Which is crazy. But, um, I found out after I called the, um, provincial nurses line for something completely unrelated um, to my mental health, but I called them about something and they read off some of the stuff on my file just to confirm that it was me. And they listed borderline personality disorder. And I was just like, wait, I have that. <laughs> I was yeah. never told because when, when they diagnosed me with it, I was a minor and they told my parents um, and they actually told my parents too, that like I was a lost cause with it kind of deal. Right. And I that my like parents I remember just, that. Yeah, that they should just prepare for the worst and it's just yeah, like it's all coming back to me. Yeah, but um yeah, so that that's kind of how I found out about that and so like my parents didn't want to tell me cuz they didn't want that to like push me over the edge. Yeah, oh my gosh, that would totally push uh, that would uh some people just got to like be careful what they say like well, it's cost just it just gets me so mad people who just struggle mental health and they're just like uh well oh well here we go like okay go on (laughs) yeah um so you know I and looking back like I was really bad with it I was I was pretty sick um and you know of course I, I still struggle with it that's something that I'm still waiting on healing for um but honestly like if I didn't have God in my life like it would be so much worse and like um, you were talking about before how like how some people deal with things is like they they pray all day um, which yeah I, I agree with what you had said there where it's like you know th- there are other things too right like my pastor yeah like it's part of it like I would definitely be beneficial but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be the only thing you're doing for your mental health like it's not gonna be like a quick fix like it's it's like one day if you're having like your like you have your depression and you're struggling with your depression praying to god you're like your depression is just not gonna just like go away like that like it takes work um so i think right. that that's my point is that god people are treating god like if he was like a genie or something like that you know like like giving your mm-hmm. wishes or or whatever like he's not going to you know just magically just put his like like I don't know like a little wand around your head and just like magically take all the depression that's like in your brain you know like that's that's making you sink like it doesn't work that way like I mean definitely it it gives you that comfort 
And I do mm-hmm. believe that God works in mysterious ways. So even let's say he doesn't just like, like praying to God, I don't like, you know, I don't have depression anymore. And then just wake up the next thing you feel great. You're just fantastic. Like it's going to probably be more seen as like the opportunities coming your way or just like maybe you just go to the beach and you just feel like it works in those kind of ways. Like he's not like a genie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, like it's not going to like completely take it away, but, or maybe even I, I believe that we like God is, I mean, God gives us that free will. So we make our choices. So mm-hmm. in our, in our thoughts. So if, if, if your thoughts are thinking, Hey, let me like, like a friend comes to you and say, Hey, maybe like medication would do good for you. Maybe that's God's in his works, like, you know, setting that up that his friend is coming to you and saying, Hey, this can help you. And then you, and then going that route, like that can be how God's working. But if you're denying, it's kind of like, I mean, I want to say you're messing with it because everything is just gonna like, everything happens for a reason at the end of the day, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't know. I'm the kind of person, like if opportunity knocks at me, like, I'm gonna take it, you know? And so that's just how like my thoughts are on it. And hopefully if anyone who like listens, who is like, you know, is a Christian and does have that um, whole mindset that like, you know, just, just trusting God, don't take medications. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your life, but I don't know. Everyone's mind works completely differently, but you're, I mean, like it's, it's good that you're saying that you're, church right now is doing better so mm-hmm. I think that's definitely really really good to hear but anyway so if you want to open up about your PTSD the floor is yours okay um so I have PTSD from a few things um unfortunately I'm sorry it's not funny I laugh when things oh, are uncomfortable I do the same thing oh my god I like the same <laughs> it's not funny but <laughs> um the there's child um abuse starting from the age of about five and then um ages like eight and nine stuff like that and then just kind of like all throughout there was um quite a bit of like emotional abuse going on as well um and then as I got older I actually entered into an abusive relationship um which I don't even really like to call it a relationship anymore because like it was a crime you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and it's interesting a little bit of a tangent here but like I got I started to get really curious because I started I recently got um triggered for it and I've been kind of like struggling with it um for like a couple months now I think anyway and so I started to go down this rabbit hole because like my, my situation was very unique because it was, it was long distance. Cause I met him over, um, over this stupid, like teen dating website, which like, if anyone listening is a teenager, do not go on dating sites, please. For the love of God, do not <laughs> bad news. Um, anyways, but, um, so he, when we met, um, we lived in the same province, but then I moved. And so we were living in separate provinces. Um, 
so like everything was over text he never physically hurt me at all right so um so I was curious and I started looking into like okay what would actually legally define like domestic violence or domestic abuse those terms are used interchangeably actually I found out but um found out that what happened actually counts which I was surprised about what exactly because it was all happened um so it like, he, did he bully you through text messages or something like that or did he like um, send you send you things that he shouldn't be you know you know what I mean yeah yeah it was like unsolicited <laughs> photos <laughs> well it thank god it was never actually photos hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like with words um okay yeah and if i tried to object in any way he would say like oh okay and then um stop texting me for a while and then he would text me saying i'm dying bye and i'd start to panic i was like wait what do you mean you're dying and he was like oh i'm gonna go kill myself God. so yeah and he'd constantly manipulate me like that um to the point where like he controlled every aspect of my life i woke up when he wanted me to wake up i went to sleep when he wanted me to go to sleep he had to say good night first if <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah, um that's, so that's like, that's emotion that's like definitely emotional abuse um and like mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also, I, I get what you're saying, because if he's saying, I'm going to go kill myself, it puts you in a position where you feel like if you do the wrong thing, or if you don't do what he says that you're going to, that he's going to go kill himself and then you're going to feel responsible. I don't yeah. know exactly what that's called. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a word for it, but that's definitely would mess with somebody like that would mess with me. Yeah. It, it messed with me a lot and it was happening constantly. Like we in the world before emojis, <laughs> um, <laughs> we had just been texting like emoticons to each other. And I was just like, okay, he just sent me a smiley face. I don't have to respond to that, whatever. I'd go like five minutes without replying to him. And he'd be like, babe, are you mad at me? <laughs> yeah. God. How, how far was he living from you? Um, he was he was a province away. So I, I live in British Columbia and he was living in Alberta. I don't really know distance in Canada. I'm in the US. I'm it's just geography. like <laughs> like if you tell me from like this state to this state, I can have more of an idea. But for this, I'll have to like go on Google Maps and like look at where each part is. <laughs> so I have a concept about, of that. It's about like an eight hour drive. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of a hike. <laughs> yeah how so. did you manage to get out of it um with great difficulty <laughs> <laughs> um I I had tried so many times to break up with him just over and over and over again um and it never worked I tried like friend zoning him because I was like okay well if I fully break up with him I went into this whole thing of like if I fully break up with him and then he's more likely to kill himself. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say like, Hey, let's just stay friends.
but then he would pressure me into being his girlfriend again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, (laughs) and then, um, I, I broke up with him like fully, like zero contact twice. Um, and I think it might've actually been three times, but I don't fully remember. I'm kind of dissociated from that, but there, there's like this gap where like, I don't remember texting him during that period of time. And I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, and it's actually interesting because when I broke up with him those two times, I had to do it in a very non-Christian way or like in ways that a lot of people that I know who are Christians wouldn't understand because I had to tell him that I hated him and he was ruining my life and I never wanted to talk to him again. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, normally you don't say that kind of thing. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? You usually want to be aggressive. Yeah. And I, I had to be aggressive though, because I tried, like I tried doing it nicer and it never worked. So and- no, I totally get that. Like I've, I've never like done that. Actually, no, have I? And now here I am just trying to think about all my relationships. <laughs> no, I've never like done like, oh, hit you by. I got, I, but I get, I totally get what you're saying when you're trying to like, you know, be calm with someone and talk to somebody and they just don't get it. And then you just kind of like have to just snap. And they finally get it, but then it's like, or then the, then we're like, we're the bad guy, kind of, because I'm like that, like I'm like right. the person you'll meet, and but if you cross me, it just you do not want to see that side of me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's just honestly, honestly, it's just unfortunately just how some how it has to be with some people, or they just don't get it, kind of thing. Like you can be, they have to be spoken to that way in order for things to just like cut out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. Oh, stories. <laughs> uh, don't mind me. Uh, it's it's late at night over here, so I'm just a little delirious. Um, so let's move next to you, your experience with association. I want to hear. I actually want to hear about that. Right. Um, so I my my dissociation can actually be kind of bad, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, like it's it's to the point where. I often feel like things aren't real, like I'm just in a dream kind of thing. Um, And uh, I don't remember a lot, like what the things that I do remember, I remember well, but then there are things that I don't remember and I don't remember them at all. Like, for example, even the small things of like, like let's say my my husband and I watch a movie together and then a few months go by and we see the movie again on Netflix and it's just like oh you know I've always been curious about that one and it's like we watched that one and I have no recollection of it whatsoever um and then it's my my dissociation often feels like you know, like I'm in a dream, like I said, and then 
also like, you know, when you're really, really tired and you're just kind of like groggy going through life, not really comprehending much because of that. That's how I feel often. Um, oh, and if I am too. tired, <laughs> yeah. Too. And if oh I am God. tired, it makes it worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can, you know, I feel like dissociation is not really spoken about like that much. Um, and they like are, you know, symptoms of BPD and bipolar. And mm. it's just like, no one really, t- like people, when people talk about a DPD and bipolar, they, they barely mention association. Um, so I definitely, I think you're really like the first person I really had a, like an actual conversation with about that particular symptom. I don't know if you saw my, um, you might have liked my TikTok when I make kind of like a, a short skit on it. It's mm. where like, I'll be in a crowded room with like people and I'm just like, don't feel like I'm there or feel like, I, I think, I feel like, I mean, I feel like you do know what I feel, but I, I can't, it's kind of, it's hard to explain. It is. It's, and I mean, I've, I've also sometimes had, I do, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm like literally just going to therapy session right now because there's also even times where like, I can't, re- I can't recall events. Um, I can't tell if it was like in a dream or if it was real life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely do experience it. <laughs> no, I see. It's actually, it's horrible. It is. <laughs> it's horrible. Like I would think that like I did something and then I'm like, and that's why I do have like a hard time. Like I always have to write everything down. Wow. Same. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Yeah. I always have to write everything down. Like every, anytime that someone like, for example, schedule something with me going mm-hmm. straight to Google calendar and writing it and doing it right away because I'm going to forget about it. And then if it's in the Google calendar, I know what happened in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And actually I was just thinking about Um, like when my dissociation gets to be really bad, there are times when I'll be just like walking around my apartment or maybe I'll go and take out the garbage or something like that. So I'm going downstairs, but I find myself kind of like stomping a little bit because the, the floor or the ground beneath my feet doesn't feel real. So I feel like I have to step harder in order to realize that it is real. If that makes any sense. Stomping. I don't think I've done that before. I don't think I've gotten to that part, but I has this when you've always when you've had this experience, is this like relatively like new in your life if you always had this experience? It's it's been an always thing. And I think that probably stems from the, you know, PTSD, like the the child abuse starting at, you know, like such a young age, like only only about five or six like my daughter's only four and like, I, I I still think about her as a baby, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, I can't imagine like a five-year-old going through that. Like that's only one year older. So it, it makes sense that it was always there. Like I remember, um, this one incident pretty clearly, I mean, only this one section of it, the rest is out, but, (laughs) um, my mom had picked me and my siblings up from school and we were on the, we were in the car on the way home and 
there was this um this bridge we had to drive over and i remember i was looking out the window and i uh, i i blinked and then all of a sudden we weren't on that bridge anymore and i was so confused uh, i i was kind of like rubbing my eyes and i had played video games as a kid i still do but um you know there's sometimes there's lag where um where you like your character will go to a certain point and then kind of like slingshot back mm -hmm. or like skip forward even more kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so I was thinking of that. It's like, it feels like that's happening in real life. And so I said out loud, like, oh, it feels like my eyes are going all skippy. And my mom didn't know what it meant at all, yeah. which is understandable because that's hard to decipher. But um, yeah, so, and that was when I was, I think in grade three, Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's kind of always been there I've kind of I mean it could have been there in my childhood I, might just, I just don't remember I mean right now I'm way more aware of my mental health like I have so, you know it's good and bad it's great to, you know it's good to be aware about your mental health but it's also it's just like exhausting to be aware of your mental health be like waking up be like oh I feel very depressed or oh like oh I'm feeling kind of manic right now I'm gonna go do something stupid like <laughs> it's just like I'm so self-aware and it's so makes me so annoyed I'm like I don't like like I mean it's like I said I know it's a good thing but it's also just like ah oh, shit here we go again like <laughs> oh I, and it's like and I I feel like I have to like fight through it too because um I mean, it's just been very, especially like, I mean, when I used to work for Disney, just people just call out when I was like depressed. But I mean, with this job, I can work with, with my current life. I can clearly work whenever, but to an extent, like I need to obviously have my clients post up. Like I can't just like not post for them because I'm, gonna sleep the whole day like you know what I mean like that's like the only thing that's why I always try my best to schedule in advance so just in case I have one of those days um right but it's just it's just definitely rough um and, and like I literally like you should see just my calendar google calendar I literally also just like write everything on here like I just or I just don't or it's just not real or it's just not it's crazy my my, my, my yeah. brain is just like like literally that's from that song from that TikTok, literally a freaking jungle. <laughs> you know, do you know what trend I'm talking about? The, oh gosh. My head is a jungle, jungle. Da, da. And you're on TikTok. I feel like you're on TikTok enough to maybe have come <laughs> that, that that trend. I'm oh, not sure if I saw that one actually. Oh, I did it. I don't know. I did that one. The one that's like really big right now is, um. I'm just thinking what my day. Do you know one? Oh, I that think, one I with think the I guy do. when he's like with his beard, and then like people in the back are like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally like the most random stuff go viral on TikTok. This is like the one that's like like this guy blew up. Like he's like like now he's like TikTok famous because of the way he was like dancing with his beard. No, no, but it was just, and then she, I think it's just funny how he's just like he, he really like gives off like, like bro vibes or like, I don't know. And then like there's people in the back that are like, 
<laughs> I think it just looks funny and, and like um so then so then a lot of people are doing the trends and just like having someone in the back doing that and some people just kind of like like I don't know just like kind of yeah, yeah yeah it's just TikTok is just an interesting place um to be to be in um okay what do you do to to take care of your mental health um well I do a variety of things um a lot of them are like my like related to my faith like reading my bible and, and prayer prayer and stuff like that um which can be hard for me because I have a bad habit of just telling God all of my problems and then just like okay I'm done and <laughs> not doing anything else I need to get better with that but Lord is helping me um but then like I also go to therapy um I'm, uh, I've been doing some, uh, EMDR therapy. EMDR, what's that? It's, I think it stands for eye movement. Oh yeah, I know this. Yeah, yeah. Reprocessing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's done hard. That before. What is, like, how does that it, work? It's like you, your, your therapist, like they'll kind of establish like a, um, what they call a trauma timeline with you and stuff like that. Try and figure out, um, key points that like you still, have an emotional charge to. Um, and one of the things that I talked about with my therapist was that like, there are, there are just some things in my life where it's like, no matter how many times I talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, it doesn't get any better. If that emotional charge is still there, it hasn't gone away and it's been 10 years, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, so she just said like, yeah, that's a good sign that you haven't actually, your brain hasn't actually processed it correctly. And mm. EMDR is a good choice for that. So you get to, you think about that's interesting. like a certain kind of, yeah, you think about a certain kind of theme um, related to the memory, not necessarily the memory itself. Um, like one that I did, uh, I think it was last month was kind of, based on like that um, loneliness, like even if you're around other people, you still feel lonely because of certain situation that I was in. Um, and then she, she held her fingers, her two fingers up and would just move them side to side and um, have me follow her fingers with my eyes. And then after a while, um, I'd take a deep breath and then she'd ask me what kind of came up. So like, and it's, it's, it's such a strange, but powerful and unique thing because, yeah, because like just thinking about that while watching her fingers move from side to side, it makes me cry. And that's awesome. I can totally see that. Like when you're moving your like fingers and I was like slowly doing the eye movement, I was trying to think about something sad in my childhood I felt a little emotional. I didn't keep thinking about it because I want to start crying. But <laughs> that is so smart. And it's also like, okay, so don't take this the wrong way. It's smart but creepy at the same time. The reason <laughs> I say creepy is because it's like if we're robots, it's like if if some it's like if something in our in our brain, like in our makeup, is just broken and it couldn't process it. So we like had these experiences, and if our brain's not built a certain or like you know it's broken at some part it's like I can't process it, and that's like creates like this mental illness so that's like very fascinating 
I'm going to mm. knowing me after this podcast, I'm going to do a lot of Googling and I'd like to do that. I like to just do this research because I'm just very curious. And I, I, be, and then, you know, it's, and think about it like now, like now there's so much more information about mental health and people are more open about it. And, and um, so like, if you experience something traumatic, like they have, like, you know, you have, you have, instead of just like, letting it just pass by or just, you know, holding it in, just moving on and staying strong. It's being more socially acceptable to take that time and to pro to allow your brain, your brain to process it. So yeah. it's, it's just a different way that people are now looking at it. It's not like, Oh, suck it up. You know, like you think about it when you're a kid or um, whatever, there was a lot of like, suck it up, suck it up kind of situation. So if you did go, you know, people will do trauma when they're in a child or teenager or whatever, and you are literally being constantly told to just toughen up, suck it up, suck it up. Your brain is never processing that. So all of that is being stored in your brain. And this is why we all have issues. <laughs> so exactly, it's that's just so interesting. So whenever a kid, I'm gonna let them cry all they want. <laughs> in reasoning though yeah. with reason because <laughs> I mean, you know some, some I don't have kids you have kids you would be better to answer this question but I do know whatever I'm not the right person to talk to and this this is this is not a parenting podcast I'm I shouldn't be giving parenting advice I don't have kids the only experience <laughs> I have is having a niece and nephew <laughs> but that is, thanks for sharing that. I didn't like, I just, that's what I just love about doing these podcasts. I just learned something new, always learn something new. And then when I learn something new, people listening, learn something new. So it's very good. I appreciate you um, bringing that up. So how often do you do that? Um, well, I was doing it, I think once every two weeks for a while, but then we started doing like, I, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, and so I was just like, okay, let's just dive right into the deep stuff. Bad idea. <laughs> because what, what can actually happen is, um, is unlocking all of that stuff can actually cause some people to go into crisis because it's, it all comes back all at once. Um, and you're not really fully prepared for it's common to be like tired after to be more emotional to be like a bit more weepy stuff like that that's common but if it's getting to a point where it's like you're thinking about hospitalization that's that means it's going too far and you need to slow it down um and that's kind of the point where I was at it was like I like I feel like I'm entering into a crisis right now and um, and so we slowed it down and we decided to like, okay, let's try and figure out, let's look at this like trauma timeline again and try and figure out, um, where is a good place to start? Because there's some stuff where it's like, okay, this only has like a little bit of emotional charge still, but then we get into session and we get to doing the, the eye movement and it starts to not like it, it feels like almost a waste of a session in a way because like it, this is, there's barely any charge here. Um, mm. But, and then there's like a middle ground there where there's some stuff where it's like, okay, that's small enough that it could work out. But unfortunately the smaller stuff is linked to a bunch of 
trauma that's related yeah. to my past. Wow, like I, I was triggered by. My, I just yawned into my mic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So I from the okay. Can you start from the sentence saying smaller stuff connected? Go from there. I'm gonna cut my yawn out because. <laughs> Sorry, can you do that again? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <sighs> okay, so. So the smaller stuff can be connected to the bigger stuff. So if there is this small um, small bit of like teenage drama or something that happened, like I remember really briefly, I just want to mention this for context. Like there were these two girls in my eighth grade class and uh, they would bully me for like literally everything even um, including like what I was eating. Um, and I had a lot of issues with like remembering that for a, a long time. Um, now it's not as bad, but, but um, like that used to, the, the whole reason why that situation bothered me in the first place was because it was, it was triggering uh, my eating disorder that was starting to develop. And the eating disorder was caused by my trauma. So it kind of goes down like this, um, <laughs> like this uh, conveyor belt, I guess, yeah. assembly line of like, okay, well, this is caused by this and it's caused by this. And oh, I know. Crazy. Oh my gosh. I like, if I'm not like in therapy sessions, I'm just like, I used to, I'm like, well, this probably was caused by this. And I, I literally am like diagnosing myself, which is like not supposed to be doing, but I do it anyway. <laughs> But um, I'm, prof- I'm like professionally diet. I, I mean, I, I've been to therapy and been through stuff. So like, obviously I'm, I, I, I am professionally diagnosed that I have mental health issues, but other stuff, I'm just like, hmm, do I have PPD? Ooh, do I have this tea? You know what I mean? I'm just so self-aware, but it's, it's, it's true. Everything's connected and yeah. it's just mental, mental illness is just so complicated. So, so complicated. Um, but I hope, I mean, I hope you're, you're, it seems like you're really doing a lot of work towards it. I really hope that, you know, you live your days at least feeling, you know, better um, from like everything that you, you know, have to deal with internally. You feel it's like yeah. helping and all that? Yeah. And I'm working on um, different like uh, DBT stuff. Um, Cause that's like, I think if I'm understanding what my therapist said correctly, it's like kind of the gold standard for like um, borderline treatment. Um, so I, I have DPD? like- DPD? Wait, what'd you say? Uh, borderline. Oh, um, you said, uh, said like D as dog. I was like, what's that? <laughs> oh, DBT, Dialectual Behavioral Therapy. Oh, yeah, what's that? Because <laughs> um, I heard of these things. I just never really like studied it. And I- don't even remember even learning this when I was like studying psychology in college. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's basically um, teaching emotional regulation skills. And there's like, like in, in this handbook that I got from my therapist, there's, um, there's, there's a bunch of um, papers on here. Hold on. Let me find it. Um, there's like myths about emotions. So they'll say a myth and then you have to write like on the line below it um, what the truth actually is. So like the first one is there is a right way to feel in every situation. And I had to kind of think and challenge that um, 
mentality and just like, okay, no, there actually isn't. <laughs> it's different than that. Um, and then like finding um, different names for different words, stuff like that, learning about uh, what's called wise mind, um, which is basically that balance literally between homework, your emotional. It's like literally school for like emotions and such. It basically, yeah. It, it teaches a bunch of stuff. That's cool. Highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Right, right now I'm not seeing a therapist because I literally, literally finally found decent health insurance today because when I uh, mm. left my job at Disney, obviously I lost my health insurance. Because, well, actually, no, I mean, I don't say obviously, but the way like I got it through my job. So when you quit your job, you lose your health insurance. Um, and my God, it took me like a month to find decent health insurance because everything was like, oh, like $300 premium, $400 premium monthly. Like I'm not paying freaking $400 a month for health insurance. All right. So we're going to wrap up here. Thanks again for being on my podcast and sharing a lot of, definitely a lot of information. And I've learned a lot and I'm sure that my audience learned a lot. So I really do appreciate you being on here. Of course, I'm going to leave all your social media in the description as always. Um, I hope you have a good day. I hope everyone has a good day. And if there's like any last couple things you want to say, this is your time. You got a whole 10 seconds. Go. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, there is a Bible verse that is my favorite in the entire Bible and it has gotten me through so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, uh, Psalm 34 verse 18. Um, and this is in the NIV version so it's going to be different depending on what bible you have but um it says the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit so even if things seem like really terrible hopeless whatever god's still going to be there for you and there's another verse i'm not going to get into it too much because it's kind of a long one but it's psalm chapter 10 and um it it basically goes on to talk about how God is our defender against people who are wicked. Like the, the last bit of it um, talks about the, the author is asking God to hold accountable those people who have hurt um, others when that, that, um, I guess crime, um, that, that word isn't in the Bible, <laughs> but that, that bit, um, wouldn't have otherwise be found out. Mm-hmm. God, God will hold them accountable to that. So yeah, don't worry about, you know, revenge or anything like, like that. That's karma just or whatever. Yeah. That that's up to God and he's going to take care of it. Even if our earthly justice system doesn't do justice, God will do it. Yeah. And he's the best one too. Yeah. I, I agree. I totally agree. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Okay. So tomorrow, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and stay tuned for next week's episode.